the Eighth Circuit Network. We make things, put them in your brain. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Funk Radio. This Yay. is your host. Yay. This is your host, Kyle. And this is your host, Peter. Today, we thought it would be fun to discuss the Bo Diddley beat, which is a very prominent beat that's in many, many different uh, songs throughout, basically from the 50s on to now. It was actually pioneered by a guy named Bo Diddley, and he created this guitar riff that is basically looks like a simple uh, scale that has been used in like dozens and dozens of songs ever since. Yeah, the, the history of, of this of this riff is actually kind of interesting, just how he made it for, I guess, what, just one of his songs. But then over time, I mean, it's been used by dozens of people. Mm-hmm. And it's kind, of, it's kind of interesting to see how different artists kind of incorporate it into their own songs with their own styles. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty funny that it's such a simple beat, and yet it has transcended genres like for the last 50 years, 60 years. Yeah. But yeah, since Bo Diddley is the um, originator, basically, of this riff, obviously we should discuss the song that he used it in first. Bo Diddley, for those of you that don't know, is a blues singer, guitarist, and songwriter who was very popular in the 40s and 50s. Um, He's actually also coined as the originator because he was one of those influential musicians that helped usher the transition from blues to rock in the 50s. Mm -hmm. There's actually... A fun, a fun little anecdote about him. In like November of 1955, when rock and all that was popular, like Elvis and such, he was uh, slated to appear on the Ed Sullivan Show, which was basically like the biggest. It was like the Saturday Night Live of the 50s, more or less. Yeah, except less funny. But yeah, it was a very popular television variety show, and he uh, apparently infuriated Ed Sullivan because <laughs> Bo Diddley is quoted as saying, "I did two songs, and he got mad." He said that, uh, quote, Ed Sullivan said that I was one of the first colored boys to ever double-cross him. <laughs> said that I uh, wouldn't last six months, which is funny because he's one of the most popular blues musicians in history. Yeah. I guess the show had requested that he sing a Merle Travis like country hit called 16 Tons. and But when he appeared on stage, he basically said, screw that, and played Hey Bo Diddley instead. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, let's actually listen to a clip of Hey Bo Diddley, so those of you that aren't familiar with the beat can know how it sounds. Yeah. So, yeah. point out the the beat itself how would you best describe it kyle i mean it's kind it's, of like bump, bump it's it's it's, a, it's like a simple like six or seven notes it's like do 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 yeah there you go that's a good one my best rendition of it but um it's essentially a uh, clav rhythm and actually one of the most common bell patterns found in sub-saharan african musical tra- traditions so it kind of even goes far uh, past bo diddley he just kind of popularized it Actually, Bo Diddley, he's given many different accounts as to the riff's origins, but lately he asserted that in the context of the time, and especially the fact that there were maracas heard on the record, the, especially in the song that we just played, Bo Diddley is actually understood as like a Latin-tinged record, and the beat was influenced by Latin music. And actually, a rejected cut from his first popular album, 
recorded on the same session as the song Hey Bo Diddley was titled Roomba, but I guess they cut that. Hmm. So it kind of it kind of shows that both he and the beat were influenced by Latin music. That's interesting. Indeed. I wouldn't have really guessed that. Yeah, but that's I can see because of uh, kind of the fast rhythm. Yeah. But, and so I guess if they have maracas in there too, it helps. Yeah. <laughs> I shake my maracas. But yeah, Bo Diddley was definitely the first musician to really popularize the beat. Yeah. And basically, it kind of just took off from there. Many other people started using it. Mm-hmm. Well, another song. Okay, so I I don't know. I'm not gonna say this is the first song that used the Bo Diddley beat after the original, but uh, it's certainly one of the earliest because uh, Hey Bo Diddley came out in '55. This song called Willie and the Hand Jive by Johnny Otis came out in 1958. So, I mean, it's only three years later. There might have been a couple others in between. So, this song called Willie and the Hand Jive, uh, it reached number nine on the Hot 100 and number five in the R&B. So, it was a fairly popular song for its time. Now, Johnny Otis, he's known as the godfather of rhythm and blues. So, I guess he had a really influential uh, role in, you know, kind of the development of R&B back in the day. And he has been active since the 30s, and I think he died in the early 2000s at some point. But, I mean, that's like 70 years. So, I mean, what's interesting that I, I found about his early life, how he was growing up, is that he became well-known for choosing to live his life both professionally and personally as a member of the African-American community, even though he was white. And there was a quote by him that says, As a kid, I decided that if our society dictated that one had to be black or white, I would be black. So basically, he's saying... You know, if we're really going to have the separation, I'd rather I'd rather be black, which is which is kind of interesting and very um, progressive, I would say, for someone of that time period. Yeah, he was. That was after definitely a big deal for the time period because of the uh, spurring of the civil rights movement, and in the 50s there was definitely still a very adamant segregation socially. So it's it was a big deal that basically this white guy's like, screw y'all, I'm going to be black. <laughs> this was long. This was long before Michael Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, um, but he was black. But he went white. That's true. And childlike. <laughs> this let's listen to a clip of Willie and the Hand Jive. The song I've kind of I haven't really talked too much about the song as much as him. The song was partly inspired by a chain gang that Johnny Otis heard while he was on tour, which is kind of interesting. And you can kind of hear that sort of I, I don't even know what to, what to call it, but I mean that kind of song that he would hear in a, in a chain gang. That's kind of like this, the style definitely carries over. Let's go ahead and listen to a, a clip of Willie and the Hand Jive, and I'm sure you can. Uh, you can hear Kyle. Why don't you do the little the little riff again so people know what to listen for? Do 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 do. There you go. <laughs> um, let's listen for that in our next clip. I think you could definitely hear the the influence from Bo Diddley in that song. One last thing I want to mention about this song, Willie and the Hand Jive, is that it was actually it's actually been accused for a long time of glorifying self pleasure, what you would do with your hand. So oh, I get it. Yeah. So because I get, I think I think the lyrics talk about like someone who uses their hands a lot, and, you know, and, and dancing and stuff. And the song is mainly about you know dancing and having a good time. And I think. Johnny Otis was kind of confused by this whole controversy because, like, uh, I read that he was asked, even, like, in the 90s, someone asked him, you know, if that was what it was about, and he was just like, what the hell are you talking about? Because <laughs> it's like, why would he make a song about that? But, yeah. I don't know. What are you driving with your hand, boy? 
Yeah, that's gross. Um, Are Jive hands the same thing as Jazz hands? No, uh, Jive Jive hands. I, I was gonna. I was about to visually do it for you, but I'm like, wait, we're on a radio station. <laughs> it's the. It's this dance you do where you kind of like uh, crisscross your hands over each other in in front of you. Old people do it because it was popular in the fifties. How do I describe it? It's like the Macarena for old people, for even older people. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was it was a popular dance in the fifties, like you know, as was like swing and stuff like well, that was the jitterbug yeah like the jitterbug sure moving on a bit okay. another artist that used the Bo Diddley beat was Marvin Gaye in his song Baby Don't You Do It I guess it was a 1964 single for Marvin Gaye that really was released on the Tamla label uh, the song discusses a man who is at a standstill with his girlfriend who he feels is neglecting his love stating quote don't break my heart I've tried to do my best Let's listen to a little clip of the song so you guys can try and listen for that beat. That was Baby Don't You Do It by Marvin Gaye. Not one of his more popular songs. I guess in the compendium of his musical career, but it was popular enough that it was actually covered by both the band and the Who, so that yeah. says something. You guys can go. You guys can go uh, check those out. Those are yeah. They're both. I think each version of this sounds a little bit different, but they all do have the Bo Diddley beat in them. So that's interesting. What is uh, pertinent, I guess, in the fact that the band and the Who covered it was they were very fam- famous rock bands, and the Bo Diddley beat although used in funk and soul, is much, much more prevalent in rock music. Yeah. So the fact that Marvin Gaye used it initially, and then they were like, hey, that's cool, let's play that, um, or cover that, kind of shows how influential that beat was for rock musicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like as you were saying, actually, I want to I expand upon that point. The, the Bo Diddley beat is definitely more of like a, an early rock and roll thing that's kind of transcended, like we said, many genres, but I think generally it stayed within kind of the rock and roll scene. It hasn't really touched on the soul and R&B as much, although that's kind of... I mean, you could kind of say it was kind of originated in between R&B and rock, because, I mean, that's when that was kind of uh, developing. So, yeah, not not as much development in soul and R&B, but uh, definitely some examples. Speaking of examples, we have another one by Booker T and the MGs, who you might know. Uh, this song is called Tic-Tac-Toe. They were an instrumental R&B band, as you might or might not know. And they were members of the house band of Stax Records, and they played on hundreds of recordings by such artists as Wilson Pickett, Otis Redding, Bill Withers, Sam and Dave, Carla and Rufus Thomas, and Johnny Taylor. So, I mean, that's a lot of huge names for back in the day, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. I guess I, as as a house band, that's not that surprising. I would, I would venture to say they were probably one of, if not the most popular house bands, because they were one of the few that released their own singles aside from just playing background uh, for these other famous artists, they had the famous hit single 1962 Green Onions, mm-hmm. which is explosively popular. And I think it was rated really high up there on, like, you know how the VH1 does those top 500 songs of all time? I think oh, yeah. It was easily in, like, the top 50. And another thing, house bands, I think we want to talk about that later as well, just because cause we said they've, they work under such famous artists and they provide a lot of the backing music for some of like the most famous hits of all time, but then by themselves, they're not always known that well at all. So it's, it's kind of interesting. I think we want to talk about that later on. Anyway, their song, Tic-Tac-Toe, 
it actually uses the Bo Diddley beat, so we wanted to give that a play. So let's listen to a clip. Yeah, Tic-Tac-Toe by Booker T and the MGs. Definitely one of their more obscure songs, but also one that uses the Bo Diddley beat, which is pretty cool. So yeah, these these four songs that we covered were kind of the, I guess, the best compendium we could develop of soul R&B uh, singers using the Bo Diddley beat. But there are a lot of other famous songs that I'm sure a lot of you listeners will recognize that also use it. Yeah. One that we want to mention really quickly is the song I Want Candy by The Strange Loves, which was, I think, one of the most popular songs in 1965 because it was like pop bubblegum junk. Yeah. So yeah, let's we can listen to a little clip of that, right, Peter? Yeah. Yeah, I want candy. I think that's a song that a lot of people recognize. Like you said, it's pretty famous. But I, it's interesting that it also uses the Bo Diddley beat. Because, I mean, a lot of these songs that people know, they don't you know, think about necessarily the riffs that are used in these songs. Mm-hmm. Little did they know that in right in, the, in that song, there's something with historical significance, the Bo Diddley beat. Uh, so, yeah, we said that, that it was released by The Strange Loves in 65. But actually, it was famously covered by Bow Wow Wow in 82. Yeah, another song that is worth mentioning is the song Desire by U2. U2, if, for those of you that don't know, is a very famous Irish band in the 80s and 90s. They're pretty much still famous today. But yeah, it was actually the third track off their 1988 album, Rattle and Hum. Let's listen to a little clip of Desire by U2, and I'm sure you guys will definitely recognize the beat in this song as well. Yeah, that was Desired by You 2. Uh, one that I thought of was a song called Rudy Can't Fail by The Clash. Rudy! Not to be confused with the song Rudy by Bill Cosby. This song comes from their album London Calling, which I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with either by name or the album itself. It's one of their most well-known and most experimental albums, and it features elements of ska, funk, pop, soul, jazz, rockabilly, and reggae. Which is really quite true, because I mean, every song on that album sounds completely different, which is kind of cool. But this song, Rudy Can't Fail, let's listen to a clip. So yes, you can hear the Bo Diddley beat in that one again as well. One last one that we'll mention is one of the most famous songs by Simon and Garfunkel called Mrs. Robinson. Now, the Bo Diddley beat, I I didn't hear it in the original version because I went back and checked, but uh, there's a more upbeat instrumental version in the movie The Graduate. This this version definitely uh, features it very prominently. Let's listen to the clip.
so yes, uh, yeah, like I said, that's not the original version of Mrs. Robinson, but I guess that's those, those are all the songs that we have today that we wanted to mention. Uh, obviously, there are a ton others that you you guys can go research if you would like to, but um, yeah, I think I think it's really interesting that this relatively simple guitar riff has kind of carried itself on through from the 50s into now. I guess we haven't mentioned any songs that are more recent than 82 or 88, but I I, I don't know how popular it is today. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Okay. Oh, Screwdriver in 1999 by The White Stripes. What else? Woodcutter's Son 1995 by Paul Weller. That's about it as far as pop is. I don't see any in the 2000s. That's a shame. So, I mean, there, there might be, maybe they're just not written down. Well, probably people have become less aware of it, maybe. I don't know if people were necessarily more aware of it, you know, back in the 60s. I, I, I can't say that I've heard the Bo Diddley beat in anything recently, but um, maybe I just haven't been listening close enough. True that. And we hope that you listeners can think of more songs with the Bo Diddley beat. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Rihanna used it in a song called If It's Lovin' That You Want. Really? So yeah, that's pretty cool. Hey, give me a sec to look that up. Uh, yeah, most of these other guys are... Pat Benatar. Uh, oh, yeah, it does. Well, there you go. Let's actually listen to a clip of If It's Loving That You Want by Rihanna really quick. But yes, uh, like I said, if you want to talk to us on our facebook page you definitely can uh facebook.com slash get your funk nobody ever talks to us i know we need more people to talk to us we feel lonely i know we only we have what 37 fans we need more tell your friends tell your friends tell your parents tell your dog tell bo diddley <laughs> bo diddley died in in 2008 oh that that recently yeah wow he, he was, was born in 28 and died in 2008 so he was like 90 90. Wow. Pretty good run. No, 80. I can add. 90, right? No, oh, tw- no. Do right. 28 to 08. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, still, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So, yes, we hope you learned a little bit of cool rock and roll history today, even though it's funk radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we like to kind of go on the side sometimes with, with other genres. I mean, I think it would be hard yeah, it, to it's, talk about it's, stuff like this if you only talked about, you know, funk it's hard to have, yeah, a bi-weekly episode solely on funk, but yeah. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting topic, I thought. I, I, I just like these little things that um, are really prevalent, but you don't you don't really think about it until you hear, you know, what, exactly. it, what it is. Kyle, do you want to do, do your rendition one more time so people remember what it is? Hold on, I gotta get it back, I lost it. Um, boop, 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 boop. Oh yeah, thank you. Do, 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 do. There you go. Yay. So that's our little thing on the Bo Diddley beat. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. And also find us on iTunes where you can subscribe so you can get our episodes automatically in your iTunes a couple times a week. Woo! And if you want, you can leave us a rating or review on our page. We would always appreciate that. Yeah, because that gets us more views and publicity, I guess you could say, on iTunes. That's correct. Our goal is to make it to the front page of iTunes. That's a pretty ambitious goal. You heard, uh, you know, uh, Casey, you know Casey Whaler, right? He did that. He's doing that podcast, We're Alive. It's basically like a zombie radio 
show. You know, they had radio shows in the 40s where they basically, like, played out almost like uh, television shows. Yeah. Oh, he's doing something like that? It's, it's that with zombies, hmm. and it's called We Are Alive, and they've done, like, I think, like, 100 episodes, and they actually made it to the front page of iTunes. They're that Oh, wow. Got, what, do, what do they talk about? They don't, it, it's not like a talk. Is it like, a, it's like is it like stories basically? Yeah, it's like they're acting it out, but it's just wow. sound. There's no visual. That's cool. like old old style radio shows. It's a, it's a really cool concept, and I definitely heard some episodes, and it's really tight. So kind of cross publicity for them, I guess. Go check that out as well. So so yeah, was it called We're Alive? You're Alive, yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Um, okay, I think that's enough plugging for for one day. Yeah, I'm good. For, for us and for him. So I guess, yeah, that's all we got for today. Um, go find us on Facebook. Talk to us. We're so, so lonely. Um, I guess we're going to be signing off. Okay, well, this has been your host, Peter. And this has been your host, Kyle. Thanks for listening to Funk Radio. Tune in next time. Read. For more podcasts and the latest news in gaming, movies, and entertainment, visit 8thCircuit.com.